everybody. Superfan Giovanni here. Welcome to Classic Love Wine, episode 544 from October 29th, 1997, a Wednesday night show. No guest tonight, just the love between the two hosts. I'll read the abbreviated Uncle Penny notes. Uncle Penny, my assistant in all this Love Wine archiving, did some great notes he put up on Love Wine tapes. Adam and Drew fight, map story, and granola bar. So look out for that. A fan copy of this show, a JBJ tape, was first transferred by me back in 2008 or so. It was 2008. It's been online since uh, 2009 on Loveline tapes in full. However, this is a superior board-captured official tape, so sound quality is much better. Unless you were really deep in the Loveline archiving community, you've probably never heard of this episode. Adam specifically mocks the trend of comic book movies and talks about how they always bomb at the box office, which does go to show how different things are nearly two decades later. Solid episode. Really good, actually. As per usual, this was recorded in 1997. Some of the medical information may be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Dr. Drew and Mike Cathwood on current day love line. 1-800-LOVE-191. Listener discretion is advised. You can follow us on Twitter at Podcast One, on Facebook, Podcast One there as well, and PodcastOne.com, home of all your favorite podcasts. Mahalo and get it on. The following program is a PodcastOne.com production. One, two, three, four, Welcome to Love Line with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Would you sleep with sick women? I may be pregnant, but I'm still a man. Spank the unruly ones. It's indecent, it's vulgar, it's blasphemous. You're gonna ride you till you can't stand up. Come on, come on, let's go down. All right, all right, keep your shirt on. Love Line's meant for an adult audience. Love Line may contain sexually oriented content. Listener discretion is advised. Here's Love Line with Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla. Yes. Phone number 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Carolla. That is Dr. Drew. Dr. Drew is a board-certified physician and addiction medicine specialist. Tonight, we have no guest. Tomorrow night, we have the actor D.B. Sweeney and also the actor John Legazamo will be in here, who I think I saw on Conan last night, by the way. Uh-huh. John, um, D.B. Sweeney hasn't been on since I've been here, I don't believe, but John Legazamo was on probably about three months ago. When he played that scary clown. <laughs> right? That's right. That's right. And uh, in the uh, hit movie Spawn, I believe. Yep. Oh, thank God all these... Uh, these cartoon movies, uh, these uh, comic book movies, fa- fail miserably. So we don't have to see any more of them? No, no. Hollywood's not that smart. Are you kidding? <laughs> you think that's going to slow them down? There'll be a Spawn 2 out. Are you kidding? They're, they're still working on it. But I'm just glad it, it renews my faith in humanity. Ah, I, I can't see. stand these goddamn comic books. Uh. I, I don't understand it, and I certainly don't understand adults who are heavily into the comic scene. Yeah. A very suspect behavior to me. Yes. You show me an adult who collects comic books, and I'm going to show you a guy I don't want to hang out with. Yeah. And by the way, is there a woman who collects comic books? I don't believe there is. Good point. You know why? <laughs> Women are out of that phase by about 12. They're only in it for like five minutes, aren't they? Well, they're, I mean, they're never into the comic book phase, yeah. but they're only into the uh, collecting trash phase. You know, women go through that... Well, what the hell is that? Trip? Oh, my God. Give what me is that. this? Oh, please. This is the scariest thing I ever saw in my life. What am I doing? Is that me? I can only see my, it out of the corner I of my I see West eye. Hollywood behind you. Oh, that was during the gay pride parade. Oh. Jesus Christ, <laughs> my pants on. Who said this in? Hey, Drew, would you give me that? Wait a you? minute. God, you've been giving me grief for three nights. I had to live with you for 24 hours. It's I enough. I said it wasn't sent in. Okay. 
I have my spies out there watching. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't right. Jeez, it's, uh, right. it's me as one of the village people. Jeez, uh, you can see Big Tad's uh, breast and gut in the foreground there. Oh, my there. God, look at that. That's just... Yeah. It looks like a circus picture. Doesn't it? <laughs> it's no circus I've ever been to. Uh, during the West Hollywood Gay Parade, or Gay Pride Parade... Um, Who's the policeman? Uh, that's Jimmy. Oh. Uh, I was one of the village people, and uh, really looks like I'm doing something lewd to a police officer yeah. here. Right? You're gay. That just ain't right. And and let me tell you, the sunburn I received uh, yeah. during this yeah, is uh, still with me. Yeah, well, burnt right into my back. I, I, um, uh, like the uh, Jews during the Holocaust. I, that that is a subtle reminder of uh, me at the gay pride I parade. Run. All right. So, what the hell were we talking about, Drew? Let's go to calls. How about that uh, home home. Oh, yeah, Drew me. and I did the uh, home and um, whoops, family and ho home, home and family, family show. show. Yeah, right. Yeah, I had a great time today. We did too. Yeah. Somebody said this to me who saw it. They said, you know, when you guys go on a show that's sort of um, counter love line or sort of um, anti love line. anti love line or the antithesis of love line, it makes it that much funnier. I said the word penis and the place went insane. <laughs> it's two hours of live TV. I had a good time. I liked uh, very nice Michael uh, Berger, and I liked um, Christina Ferrari. Christina Ferrari, and uh, I had and a their good time. Staff was great. Although uh, I think we got half of it fired today. I, I think that segment producer is going to lose her job because of your uh, foul mouth. Oh really? Oh yeah. You know, she got really pissed off at me, the segment producer, because she said they warn me repeatedly whenever we do these shows. This is live TV. You cannot say the it's things you say. Show. It's a family show. Um, Billy Graham used to own the uh, the it's network Pat or Robertson. something. Or Pat Robertson used to own the uh, network. And you cannot say this and you cannot say that. We got to turn snacking into a f and smoke. <laughs> All right. You can't say the F word. The next thing she goes on to tell us is we're going to show a clip. Oh, yeah, right. And I say, uh, what clip you got? Uh, it's a clip from the show that involves um, uh, silicone breast implants. And then I say what, Drew? He said, you know, for God's sakes, we, we get into this material usually as a way to get at some very poignant emotional material. There's a purpose we go there. And they, after lecturing us for hours about how we can't discuss any of the usual material we discuss, which has a purpose, right. they pick out the most purposeless, purposeless misogynistic, sexist comments that we could possibly ever throw on the air and pull that as, as representative of the well, show. What call could be more titillating, pardon the pun, than a breast augmentation call? I mean, what has less to do with health issues and, and so on and so right. forth? So uh, anyway, then I... Uh, went off on her for a few moments about uh, about listen you people want us uh, to mind our p's and q's and talk about this and not talk about that yet when it's time for you people to pull a clip you pull the breast enlargement clip so what kind of message is that to us by right, the way right and, and if by we, the if way we only had violence in our show they would have pulled that right <laughs> right <laughs> TV are such a, um, I've really never seen a bigger pack of idiots in my life. And I've, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm drawn way back to carpet cleaning. Uh, <laughs> the home and family people were, uh, were pretty cool. Delightful. And uh, I don't have any problem with them personally. It's just uh, the, the messages that you get in TV are uh, absolutely. Cool set, though, isn't it? It's a house. Yeah, it is. They have uh, they have uh, flower decoupage in the toilet, too. I don't know if you saw that, Drew. I yeah, took a I tour of the house. You, yeah, we watched you take the tour. All right. So, uh, anyway, where were we? 
Taking calls. <laughs> I got on and was plugging. Uh, they had a body by Jake. Uh, Jake uh, Cameron, like um, Steinfield or Steinfield, something yeah. like that. Anyway, the Jake guy, and he was plugging a book about um, not about bodybuilding, but about just Change, changing your life, changing your life, and 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 taking on you know positive uh, affirmations and that kind of thing. And um, I was plugging a book called Teaching Teenagers to Smoke, <laughs> and it was uh, it was funny for about the first three or four plugs, but by the eighth one, then he went like, on to talking about uh, uh, packing a military cargo jet with condoms and distributing it across the country. Well, Drew, when else, the family show. When else are we going to get a chance to uh, lay out uh, our own unique brand of pop- propaganda on uh, daytime TV? Natalie. Yes. You're Much 27. That Lisa show, though, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh. Remember how much worse that was? Lisa, boy. <laughs> Hello? Yeah. Okay, Natalie, go ahead. What's up? Hi. Actually, um, next week I'm going to be uh, 32 weeks pregnant, mm-hmm. and Ever since I can remember, since I got pregnant, I've had very vivid dreams. Hold mm-hmm. on. i got to do some math here because my brain is so She's fried. She's going to deliver in three? about three to five weeks. No, no, no. Uh, 32 weeks? Eight weeks. Well, don't you deliver at 40 weeks? You're right. I was, I was thinking in terms of my wife. And the I'm sorry. <laughs> You're absolutely right. No, I'm right. carrying one. No, well, yeah. g- give us months. What's 34 uh, times? Well, if I tell you eight months, then yeah. you're going to It's lunar months. Yeah, it's lunar months. So. Lunar calendar. All right, goofball, what's going on? Well, so I have vivid dreams, and I've had them ever since I've been pregnant. But when I'm not pregnant, I don't have these vivid dreams. And I'm wondering if it's got something to do with that or if it's just that. Oh, of course. I mean, it must have. I mean, there are very high levels of progesterone flying around and other hormonal changes that can definitely affect your moods, what? can affect your dreams. Can Did she mention your... the dream? Well, the one in specific I had last night. Actually, it's the second dream that I've had about you, too. Uh-oh. Well, it's nothing... Um, evil or sexual or anything. Well, I don't care. That's a good radio. Oh. <laughs> well, actually, you mentioned something about your genitalia in the dream. Jeez, oh. uh, there's a stretch. And Imagine actually, that. Drew's wife was in the dream, although I don't even know what she looks like. How interesting. Yeah. Uh, what did she do? Was she uh, chewing out some maitre d'? Or, uh... She was very angry with Drew. <laughs> she was very attractive, tall, thin, and blonde. Mm-hmm, that's, which uh, I don't... Yeah, I, no, that's, um, that's, you're pretty close. And angry with me? Getting closer. Yeah. <laughs> or you're banned a thousand. I was talking about my genitalia. <laughs> this sounds more like a weekend uh, over at Drew's place in a dream. <laughs> well... <laughs> Actually, you know how you always say you have great gym genitalia? I have a good gym penis, yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. Well, you were talking about that. Well, it's true. For those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, my penis looks good at the gym. <laughs> it, uh... And then you said, and then I said, why? And you said, because um, flaccid, it's nine inches, and I almost dropped dead. <laughs> well, yeah. you know, wh- have you... let me do some math. How do you get it back to four and a half <laughs> <laughs> when, uh, when the blood's circulating? Um, Natalie, one of the... Uh cruel jokes of nature is that women later in pregnancy sometimes are very sort of sexually aroused. Is that what's going on here with you? Um, well, that's not usually what I dream about. I mean, yeah. No, 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 but I mean just in general has that been happening to you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're all hopped up. Cause which is kind of scary because, um, I don't know, it's just... It's normal. It's yeah. normal. Normal, normal. And uh, it's just one of those things. And the dreams are one of those things. And uh, good luck but with the what baby. is it, Drew? Is it because of all the extra hormones that are released and that kind of thing? That and also the pressure and blood flow down there and swelling. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm. So they're uh, like in a in a constant state of uh, arousal. Kind of. See, I don't like to think about that. I really don't. Crystal. You're going to need a lot of therapy before you yeah. have kids. Right? 
No, right. you know what? I'm just going to save the money I would spend on myself and, and send my kids to therapists like three times a week. Crystal. Yes. You're 20. Yes. What's happening? Um, I needed to ask some advice. My brother is 26 years old, and he is going out with a 15-year-old girl. Mm. And he's done this before. When he was 18, he was sleeping with a 12-year-old. Okay, there's something and really I mean, wrong here. Yeah, definitely. And I just wanted to know how I could go about telling him about it. How do you know about it? Because yeah. I've known him. I, he's my brother. I know, but I got a sister, and she don't know uh, half the stuff well, I'm up to. The family's, the family's pretty close. Uh, this is criminal behavior, mm -hmm. right? Well, see, the thing is, is the girl's mom approves it. It doesn't matter. It's criminal behavior nonetheless, correct? Yeah. yeah. Let me okay. just... Uh, clarify something is the family pretty close or is everyone just living in one room well no 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 I, we all live in the same you know around the same neighborhood mm -hmm. so i mean basically everybody knows what's going on with each other all right all right brother what are the problems he had it's uh, excuse me what are the problems he had what's up with him I it's just i don't know he seems he seems like he's a nice guy and everything you know but it's i think it's sick any sense of what happened to him when he was growing up? Um, he was kind of, like, abused. Okay. Well, that, that's the kind of thing I'm looking for. Okay. Yeah. No, but wait a minute. He's a nice guy, Drew. <laughs> right, except he's uh, abusing 12 and 15 What are we girls. checking off those here? Nice guy. Uh, oh, sexually abused. There we go. Okay. He's dating a 15-year-old? Yes. Okay. At 26. Yeah. I mean, if for, uh, for any other young ladies listening to this show, if you wonder why we get uh, concerned about older men who prey upon somebody your age or who to date your age, uh, there's always something wrong. There's always something up, and you have no way of assessing that. There has to be. It's, it's um, unless they're celebrities, it has to be, because it, it, it's one of these things where just by definition, you're 26, you're dating a 15-year-old, something is wrong with the 26-year-old. Right. End of discussion. There's a, no amount of talking that's going to get you around this. And one. most of the 15-year-olds have been abused so themselves what, in some fashion. Are good what should victims. I do? Was your brother sexually abused? Uh, not that I know of. Well, what happened to him? Um, he was hit by his dad. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, because he's my half brother, and he's he's a mixed child. What does that mean? Well, he was he's mixed. I, I still don't know what that means. Well, true. She's trying to say he's, he's mixed. He's my half brother. Okay, she's half brother. Yeah. Okay. Is that another word for mixed? And he he was he was from another father. Okay. Is that mixed? Uh huh. Forget it. Don't Hold on. Go. Let's just have a quick conversation. Uh, <laughs> time for a love line reenactment. No, I don't want to do yes, this. Yes, it is time for a love line reenactment. Uh, he's my uh, half brother, and he's mixed. Are those are the same terms. Can mixed? not mixed? do an effing reenactment? I, that one was so complicated, I can't Please. remember who said what. Mixed. All you have to do is... Drew, uh, what were we doing but asking what mixed meant? All right, what does mixed uh, mean? Okay, then we're going to take it again. Uh, you, I'm pointing at the guys doing the interview with you. Do you see what I'm talking about here? Okay. Uh, my half-brother, he's uh, 26, he likes 15-year-olds, and he's mixed. What does mixed mean? No, see, Drew, well, you screw it up well, again. Well, do it yourself. Well, don't say what does mixed mean. All right, what is mixed? <sighs> okay, I'm going to try it one more time. My brother, he's 26 and he's mixed. What is mixed? He's my he's my half-brother. Is that the same as mixed? He's mixed, yeah. 
What does mixed mean? He, he's mixed and he's my half-brother. He's not my full brother. He's my half-brother. That must be the same as mixed. Yeah, he is mixed. What is mixed? <laughs> That's exactly what happened. Jesus, Drew, I don't know who's dumber. You're the caller sometimes. I can't even get through these little uh, these little vignettes with you. Crystal? Hello. All right. Um, I'm going to ask one more time, and then I'm hanging up. Okay. I'm guessing that, to me, I'm thinking she's saying he's like half black and half white. Yeah. I was just trying to say he okay. had a different how, father. How many times do we have to ask you what you mean by mixed before you say uh, black dad and white mom? Half black, half white. Right. Okay, you understand there's other races out there. Yes, I do. Okay. All right. You can use mulatto, I think, next time. Okay. Um, so, uh, well, if he's mixed, uh, look, then it's all right. It's criminal behavior. Yeah. Put him on notice. Uh-huh. Uh, he is hurting people. Act accordingly. I'm not going to tell you what to do. It's your, it's your brother. It's got to be very difficult. I know what I would like to have happen to him. Uh, he needs to be contained. And he needs help. Right. But whether or not that'll actually happen, uh, I don't know. And in the meantime, you got to be sure. It's just like is think of if he were drinking uh, three six packs and getting on the road. Right. You, you would call the police and make sure that he didn't go out and kill somebody. Well, you got the same kind of thing going on here. But Drew, he's mixed. Her half brother. <laughs> Kelly. Yes. You're 18. Yes. What's going on? Um, I'm married and I cheated on my husband. Mm. How long have you been married? Um, a year. Mm-hmm. Since you were 17. Yes. How old is he? He's 19. Mm. Why'd you get married so young? Um, we were engaged, but I got pregnant. Oh, you were engaged. Got pregnant. There oh, you got go. pregnant. Okay. Uh, oh. who'd you cheat with? Somebody knows. His cousin. What's going on in the relationship? Does with he you? know his cousin? Yes. Okay. What's going on with the relationship with uh, your husband? Um, what, what's been happening before this? Nothing, just money problems, basically. So you guys have been fighting a lot because of the stress, the financial stress? Yeah. Uh, how many kids you got? One. Oh, boy. Um, are you, you pregnant or anything? No. Huh? No. Okay. She hesitated a little bit. Could you be pregnant with this guy you cheated with? Oh, no. We, di okay. we didn't have sex. We just All right. played and stuff. All right. Oral, oral sex? Yeah. I tell you, I'd rather my wife uh, go ahead and just uh, just do the whole thing. I, I really would. And the oral sex thing is more would be would be more of a, a, an offense to me. I, I believe because that's totally gratuitous. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's just uh, that's just a big f you. I'm giving your cousin a hummer. Yeah. Well, so you're mad at your husband, right? You got married young. You're forced to get married. I mean, it's all the circumstances yeah. that you would need to create trouble in a relationship. I mean, first of all, you've got to, I would hope, on behalf of your child, commi mm -hmm. commit to your husband and get that relationship worked out as much as you possibly can. I mean, all the cards are lined up against it, but yeah. come on, on behalf of the child, really make an effort. But we you're not going to stop behaving in ways that you don't like if you don't do something about that relationship. Because it's got to be very painful, very uncomfortable, and you're just looking for relief. Yeah. Um, I just, should I tell him? No. No? No. Keep it to myself? <laughs> uh, yeah. And get a therapist for the two of you. No, she's not going to go get a therapist for the money. two of them. Oh, Listen, Kelly. Yeah? Any chance that the cousin's going to say anything? No, um, he went back to his wife, <sighs> and we haven't talked since. Okay. Wow. Well, they're really, uh, that's, uh, some family. All right, Kelly, here's the situation. 
please listen to this closely. Okay. You, you acted out with the cousin because um, his things are sticking. Because, because you're mad. Yeah. It's your it's your husband. He's not listening to you. Also, she's in pain. She 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 has nowhere to go. With her, with her pain right now, her husband's not supportive. She's uncomfortable. That doesn't mean you got to go uh, give yeah, the. Yeah, but uh, it's just a way of a way of avoiding her state of affect. Really, it's like All doing right. drugs or something. Right. Here's what I'm worried about. Mm-hmm. You're mad at your husband, and you went and did this as a bit of an f you to him. Mm-hmm. Now, you're gonna have the impulse to want to tell him. Yeah. Because doing uh, what you did to the cousin uh, felt good and alleviated a little of the pain and the anger immediately. But now, when you see your husband just whistling uh, while he's, uh, you know, heading off uh, for another day of fishing in the morning, you're going to want to knock him off his uh, high horse a little bit. Yeah. You're going to get drunk, and you're going to mention something to him, and then there's going to be a blowout. Mm-hmm. You're liable to get, you know, hit with a golf club or something at that point. And the cousin is liable to get, a, you know, a bullet in him or a bat upside his head. Yeah. So, whatever issues you have with your husband are between you and your husband. And you have to be adult enough to work that out without uh, going through the back door and working it out, doing your own unique brand of frontier sexual justice. You understand? Yeah. All right. So work out your differences with your husband and don't utter a word about this to him. Okay. And also, is there anything I can do? I feel like I'm missing out on so much. You are. And but, but no, not really, actually. There's oh, nothing life- going on. <laughs> Believe me. Look, this is the this is the mistake of getting married at that age. All right, but listen, don't reinforce that. Notion, I understand bro. that, but it is the fact. Here's what you're you're not missing anything, and instead you have this uh, beautiful child who you, you seem bored with uh, already. At, at this too. Oh no, no, I'm not bored at all with him. All right, but you're endangering the child by your behavior. Uh-huh. You understand? Yeah. Because th- here's how you uh, let me do. Let me let me do the math for you here. I can't see this. Um, husband catches you uh, giving Hummer to uh, cousin. Uh, husband gets drunk. Husband shoots you. Kid has no mom. Mm-hmm. You understand? Yeah. Uh, husband catches you doing something else. Uh, fight ensues. Uh, kid divorce. Wit- kid witnesses the fight. Kid witnesses fight. Uh, divorce ensues. Uh, kid lives uh, with single mom. Yeah. You understand? Uh-huh. You're endangering the kid. Okay. Now you got to be more responsible. Okay. No more acting out. You have a beef with your husband, you two have to work it out. Okay. All right. That's good. Thank you. You'll be fine. Okay. Oh, and no more kids. Uh-huh. Please, no more kids. Oh, this is where I want the state to intervene. Right now. Right now. I want them right in there. I want someone monitoring this phone call. Uh, and here's how they do it. They'd go, uh, that's a six, uh, that's a seven year. That'd be seven years before she gets to have another kid. And she'll be 25. No problem. Still there. too early. <laughs> I know. All right. Uh, my headphones are screwing up. That's uh, uh, Lycus's headphones. Uh, all right, Mike, you don't know what that is. What do I have? Some sort of cursed head? That must be it. Okay. All right. And uh, this is a love line. Uh-oh. I don't see this thing lit up here, Mike. Uh oh. Gee, that seems bad. We'll Mike. Pull out and push it again. What do you know, Jerome? Let me try. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. If anyone can guess what went on there. I think. Anyway, we'll be back. The phone number for Loveline 1 800 Love 191. Call now, all you sick kids. Loveline will be right back. 
This is Dr. Drew for True Car. Everyone is talking about transparency these days, a word you hear a lot because people want it. So when it comes to making a big purchase, like perhaps buying a new car, you expect some transparency in the buying process. This is a process that gives you the confidence to know you're getting the fair deal, right? So you can really look at all the details. To understand the power of transparency, you need to check out True Car and True Car's mobile app. True Car not only can configure the car you want and how you want it, but you can see what others actually paid for the same car you're looking for. Down to the zip code, so right in your area, you see the very same car. So you know what you can expect to pay for the car you want. Pretty transparent, right? And once you decide on that car, you can lock in guaranteed savings on an average over $3,000 off MSRP. Then you're connected with a trusted True Car certified dealer that will honor your savings without any negotiation, no shenanigans. So when you're ready for a new, transparent car buying experience, save time, save money, and never overpay. Download the True Car app today. Hi, I'm Jerry Springer, and you're listening to Love Line with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Oh, yes. The Jerry Springer. Phone number for Love Line 1 800 LFEE 191. Fax number 310 854 4455. I'm Adam Carolla. That is Dr. Drew, and uh, boy, my head is swimming tonight, Drew. Yeah. I just have not been right for about four days, and I can't get back on. I've been working so much and getting up so damn early in the morning. I take these. I, Tonight I took a nap from um, 8.15 to um, 5 to 9. Yeah. This is thing, these weird little yeah. half-hour cat naps trying to uh, like a, a recharge a battery. They're used uh, to those four-hour zingers. Just a marathon yeah. drool fest. Right. Where I like uh, wake up and, uh, you know, urinate in the corner and don't even remember it. Where where it gets light, dark, then light again, and I and I still haven't uh, arose. I wanted to do. I, I brought back uh, Sonny Garcia's um, bio. Now, Sonny Garcia was on here. Um, what last night week? was he on? Well, yeah, the night last Thursday. He's a uh, pro surfer. Sonny is from Hawaii. Sonny's a nice guy. Brought his little kid, um, Rocker, Jake, or Stool, or what the hell was that kid's name? Stone. Stone? Yeah. Sonny, nice guy. Uh, pretty quiet guy. Came on here and talked about... Very uh, quiet. He's like, I think he's like the number two surfing guy in the world right now. Anyway, seemed like a pleasant guy. But um, with Sonny came a bio. And uh, as you know, I have a good time reading these bios. Because uh, it's really... Uh, a lot of this stuff is, uh, I think, was written by the guys who... Uh, um, Eichmann. Uh, was he the propaganda minister over at the, during Nazi Germany? Right. I think he may have written some of this stuff. Uh, I mean, some of this stuff just needs to be, uh, it's like, uh, it should be dropped over cities. It's just propaganda. Goering. Oh, it was Goering. That's right. Um, I, don't, uh, I don't know who writes these and uh, actually had a, had a chance uh, the other night to hear my own and was uh, rather appalled. Do you have one? Do well, I have one? Remember um, in, in, in Colorado, they oh. did like a long-winded... I thought that was just some bizarre all right, amalgamation well, well, of facts that they got all wrong. <laughs> no, I think that was written down. I think they got that from somebody. All right, but anyway, here's the thing that's funny about Sonny Garcia's um, bio. Sonny is a professional surfer and uh, seemed to be a friendly, quiet guy. Uh, I'll just read you some of the highlights of uh, Sonny's bio. Um... He has always been tough. Uh, he has had to be growing up in the rough and tumble world of the Hawaiian beach scene. Okay. 
Uh, by age, uh, age six, his personality was a dichotomy. Cheerful and fun-loving one moment, brooding and smoldering the next. All right. Well, let's see. He has a uh, well, psychiatric to disorder. Colored in with a little attitude. Yeah. Uh, that's fine. By the age of five, and this is only two, two lines down, uh, he was suspended from kindergarten for brawling. Okay. Kindergarten. Yeah. Uh, he quit high school after being wrongly accused of harassing someone's sister. Seems the older brother walked into his ninth grade photography, photography class and beat him viciously. He spent the next week in the hospital. All right, now we'll uh, jump down a little. Sonny's a proud man. Quick to anger. <laughs> and uh, it goes on. And I thought to myself, uh, is this guy on the pro wrestling tour or is he a surfer? Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not waging my uh, campaign against Sonny. It's the idiots who write the bios. Why was all that in there? I have no idea why the No Fear sports marketing department has to make this guy look like um, you know it's like you're entering the octagon uh, when you review when you um, interview their surfer but also why would they give uh, a story of rather significant psychiatric pathology he was, he was, he was, gl- as a glowing report of worth and why this person should well, be well but uh, Drew, surely you can see where savage beating in, in the ninth grade would lead to a great surfing career i mean you're not making that connection and what about the connection of just five. being tough and brawling and being a proud man quick to anger? You can see the correlation between that and surfing. It's very clear, isn't it? No. Oh, it's not? Well, gee, why would they put it in here? But for, no matter what they're writing about this guy, why would they put that in there unless it was a medical history? I don't know. But you, listen, uh, a-holes, when you write a, a bio, you're, you're right. a bio is to entice. It's, like a, it's what a menu is to a restaurant, a bio is to a celebrity. You're supposed to look at this bio and go, oh, here's an interesting chat. Well, I'd like to hear what he has to say. It's like looking, if these guys wrote a menu, they'd say uh, uh, BLT, uh, rancid mayo, uh, fatty, fatty bacon on stale uh, two-day-old white bread. No, I want to know what their bio of you would sound like. Oh, these guys from No Fear ought to write a bio on themselves. I have never, I, I've, uh, there's got to be something to it. I, 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 I'm not sure. Uh, there's, uh, the, uh, I think those No Fear guys got, like, smacked in the head with a snowboard or something. I, I can't figure that out. I'm reading this thing, and I'm like, I was reading this thing before he came on the air. I, I was scared assless. I was like, <laughs> that guy's going to jump over the console and go upside my head with a mic stand. I couldn't believe this. Where do, what, what kind of society are we living in? Where do people get this energy? Oh, there's No Fear. And there's No Fear sponsor anything that, uh, that we do. Oh, thank God Ann's not listening. She is not listening at all. Ann, how do you, how do you, what is she doing? <laughs> all right, while she's doing that, I'm going to say, my new, uh, uh-oh. Go, 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 go. Yeah, I, we will not call Ann the producer. We'll call her. Okay, she's back. Ann, does No Fear uh, do anything for the show? Do they sponsor anything or anything like no, that? No, they do not. Oh, no. good. It's the most retarded clothes company I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. You ever see those guys, those dorks walk around in the No Fear shirts? It says like uh-huh. uh, you know only winners never lose but losers never win or some some sort of uh, retarded white trash uh, sports adage on the back. You ever see those No Fear shirts? No. Yeah. It it is really like a it's it's a campaign. It's like saying I'm an a-hole. It's an advertising campaign for a-holes. Anyway, so uh, anyway, well, anyway, maybe we can get the No Fear people to uh, call in and defend this bio, or maybe they didn't. They just have their name on the top of it. But to me. 
you should have read it before you put your name on top of it. Yeah. Can you believe this? That's their sports marketing department. Okay. And I don't know why, um, and I've said this before, why does sports have to be so closely associated with violence all the time? It's like these king's idiots, this organization. These, these pussies. They won't have a person come on the show. And this you know, ever show. since, yeah, ever since I've been talking about this, I've been watching it. The Kings will not have uh, any of their players on this show because uh, they don't want them tarnishing the image of the NHL by having their uh, guys come on the air and possibly talk about some sexual hijinks. Meanwhile, I've not seen a hockey commercial this year that didn't involve just plain overt brutality. It's all about uh, guys getting their ass kicked. It has nothing to do with even scoring goals anymore. They just show guys getting their ass kicked against the boards. So they are in a profession that glorifies brutality. That's what you do. You people that own hockey teams, especially the Kings, all you do is, uh, is do 30-second uh, commercials about guys getting the ass kicked out of them. Yet you don't want to tarnish your image by having one of your people on this show. Oh, of course not. Oh, what a pack of idiots. I swear to God. No kings on this show. No hockey idiots. That's it. Uh, they're not calling. Oh, they're not calling. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> they're not really banging Good. on the door. Good. What are they? What are the kings this year? Two and 15 or some nonsense like that? I don't follow. I think the Ducks have like half a win in 35 games. Please. Go back to Canada, all you idiots. Melissa. Melissa? You're 14. Yeah, um... My boyfriend, I've been going out with him for about... You're going to have to speak up, Melissa, we can't hear you. Okay. I've been, I've been going out with my boyfriend for like weeks or something. How many weeks? Two weeks. How, how do you call somebody your boyfriend after two weeks? I don't know, I just... Well, I was like really acting strange and just started flirting with him on the phone. We were just friends for like a year. How old is he? He's 14. Okay. And then I ran away to his house, and then... Ran away. Mm -mm. This is how she can call him boyfriend. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then I was... What was happening at home you had to run away? Huh? What was happening at home that you had to run away? My family is crazy and I don't want to be influenced by them. Were they hitting you? No, no. They're just, like, mentally disturbed and they've got all these mind games going on. Like what? Are they are they worse than Sonny Garcia's publicist? Because <laughs> that's pretty disturbed. <laughs> well, my grandmother is, like, thinks she's everybody's solution. And screws everybody up that she comes in contact with. So, and I have to live with her. Or your parents? My mom. Yeah. Hold on. Could you hold on a second? All right. Grandma came in the room. Oh boy. All right. Listen, we got to go to break. I got to go get my uh, ass kicked by some hockey players, and uh, we'll be back to finish off this um, heartfelt story. Welcome to the biggest show on earth. Thrills galore. The strangest freak. The highest acrobats. And the funniest clowns. Love one. We'll be right back. Anderson. Right. What does the film vault mean to you? Oh, Christ, I feel like we've already said this. We've already been down this road. Yeah, but I want to hear your thoughts. It means I have to sit next to you once a week. No, 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 you get to sit next to me. Mm -hmm. We're talking about movies, old, new, in theaters now, streaming on a box near you. Listen to us go on and on about what we've seen recently, what we've seen a long time ago, what we think. Brian likes horrible movies like Transformers, and I Disagree like the small that. artsy Disagree movies. Disagree with all of that. Enjoy the film vault, everyone, on Podcast One. That's O-N-E. 
Hi, this is Janine Garofalo, and if you've ever wondered if there's people that are way worse off than you, listen to Loveline. Oh, yeah. All right. Hey, you know, uh, I'm going to do that Charles Grodin show next week with Janine Garofalo. Really? Yeah, I'm going to try to uh, I'll try to get her on the show, Ann. Yeah. She know, okay. She's been on a couple times. I know, but not since she's... <laughs> Sure. That's just she sold any movies or anything right. like that. Okay. Phone number 1-800-LVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. Adam Carolla. Dr. Drew. I'm over there. One, 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 one. All right. Oh. Uh, Drew, where's the uh, new pen there, champ? I know. Here. No, that ain't the new pen. Go get the new pen. Bring a blind one. Right, hold on, I'll get the new pen. Drew, come on. You can't, put three, you can't put 30 seconds into the show before do, it starts. Look, this thing's writing fine. No, uh, pff, what are you kidding? You can't read this. What is that, a nine? This, this is a one. <laughs> <laughs> Mike brought you a new pen last night. All right, where, I, where was that pen? Oh, there it is. That's too much to ask. Drew gets the, the pen writing. All right, where are we going, Drew? One. All right. Melissa. All right, who came into the room? Um, my mom just kind of asked me if I was on the phone, and I told her I need, needed to talk to someone, so I was on a crisis line. She's fine with that. Oh, that's good. She didn't ask you why you needed to call a crisis line? No, she already knows there's problems. Okay. All right, so... Um, she knows about the problems with my grandma and stuff. What's your... Is it her mom? Yeah. And what's your boyfriend doing? He's treating me... Basically, he's just treating me like a piece of dirt. Okay. Well, you don't want to be treated that way, right? No. Okay. Basically, the only time he's nice to me is if he wants sex or something. Mm-hmm. All right, so you got to get out of that relationship, right? Right. Yeah, he told me to meet him tomorrow. Like. Did you hear what Adam just said to you? Yeah. What about that? I kind of want to give him another chance. Well, he's using you for sex. That, wanna, that's reality. You want to let him? Yeah. You want another chance to abuse you some more? Most relationships I get into, I end up finding out the guys don't really want me for who I am and stuff. They, they don't want you for that? Yeah. Well, why don't we change that right now? How? Why don't you just start standing up for yourself? Stop being a day. victim. That's all. Stop, yeah. stop being satisfied with these guys that abuse you. Stop allowing that to happen. I know that's what you think of when you think of relationships, abuse. That That's the only kind of relationship you've known. Well, just because your family treated you like dirt doesn't mean everyone else gets to treat you like also dirt. doesn't mean you this are dirt. me the name of my next book. Mm. They really didn't treat me like dirt. They just treat each other like dirt. Well, that's treating you like dirt, too. Yeah. I mean, if they're doing it in front of you. Please. And it, it's I don't expect me to believe everyone in the family treats everyone like dirt except for you. Mm. My dad basically set the example by treating my mom but like dirt. Okay. Well, the well, there you have it. Very serious. Well, and now you know why you're with a guy who's uh, behaving the way your dad way. did. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I should just get out of the relationship. Oh, That's never. right. Turn the corner. We are Stop empowering the cycle. you. That's right. Here's how you can. Here's how you can do your part. How? Uh, do not get any in any more. Uh, end the current relationship you're in with the uh, with the abusive guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, do not start any other relationships with abusive guys. And do not have a child before you're prepared to take care of the child with a non-abusive guy as the full-time dad. Okay. After the age of 28. <laughs> Another thing, is it really illegal? I had sex with a 19-year-old when yes. I was 12. Uh, oh. Oh. Oh, I was oh. pregnant or something. You got pregnant? Yeah, but I 
end up losing the baby. Oh, oh Melissa. That's um, that's good though. Believe me. Yeah. And what happened? Did you have an abortion? No. No, she's a miscarriage. Miscarriage? Yeah. Okay, that's good. Oh, Melissa, you gotta get some help. I've yeah. been in therapy for off and on for a long time since I was like nine. What was happening back then? Um. Basically, my family, I was molested when I was a kid by mm. my cousin. Mm-hmm. She was molested by, like, various babysitters. Of course. Yeah, I mean, kids that abuse other kids were always abused by adults. Yeah. She's, she's got her help, and she's fine now, but mm. I'm still stuck in this little... All right. Uh, here's what you need to do. You're going through a tough time in life. Don't act out. That's all. I, I know that sounds uh, overly simplistic. But if you can just do nothing for a few years while you um, look into some of these matters, things would. Hey, you know what? I'm thinking of starting a uh, molestation colony. Be, this is my new plan. It's going to have to include like eight states. That's all right. All right. Uh, Tennessee, uh, Wyoming, all, uh, you Nebraska. You want them all in the same place? Hmm? You're going to spread them out? Yeah. Or did, or, or did you know that you were naming states that were not next to each other? Listen here, a hole. Just because uh, you went to, uh, where'd you go, the uh, Little Lord Fauntleroy uh, School for um, um, uh, Albino Hemophiliacs? Yes, just because. I know, listen, I couldn't name, uh, you know, I could name, you know, uh, California, uh, Arizona, and uh, then I think I'm getting into Mexico. <laughs> is, it, is Mexico in the United States? Yeah, sure. Actually, it is if you grow up North Hollywood. <laughs> but here's the point. I think we need to start uh, molestation colonies. Just like we used to have leper colonies uh, back when. Because, uh, Drew, uh, please back me up here. You, you stop me if I'm wrong. People that people that got molested uh, usually end up doing some molesting themselves. Yep. Or uh, certainly some sexual abusing. Being abused themselves. And then the people they sexually abuse, what happens to them? They abuse and are abused. Right. So this is uh, one of these uh, exponential growth yep. things here, right? Yep. All right. So why don't we separate these people? We'll have uh, like, an, like, an, like a state. Like I said, uh, Wyoming. Are we on in Wyoming? No. Okay, Wyoming. And uh, they can just all have at each other. Put like a big fence around it and a, like a big tub of lubricant in the middle of it. Oh. I know it's sad, Drew, but, uh, you know, you'll be thanking me. One of, the, one of these people's going to get to your kids one day. You know, I was just thinking about that, that guy Jake we heard today. Yeah. Him going on about positive mental attitude and all that stuff, and I thought, jeez. I mean, great, great idea, but it just massages people's narcissism in the sense that they just change, you know, get a new suit and change the car they're driving. Well, you got to have that. The inside will get fixed. Listen, Drew, who cares if uh, dad's an alcoholic, beat you, and uh, sexually abused you? You got to think positive. I mean, what? You you know what I'm saying? It doesn't hurt to do that, but what what is that going to do? think positive. What is that going to do for Melissa? Think about that. She got to start thinking positive. Just make a decision to think positive. She's got to set goals. Decision to be successful. Let's not think about the future. Let's let's. Uh, pardon me. Let's not think about the past. Let's look yeah, to the put future. Put that aside. Put that. Put, put your that past aside. aside. Okay, everybody. I want you to put your past aside. Uh, those of you who are um, confined to wheelchairs uh, because you got in a uh, paralyzing motorcycle accident uh, two years ago, I want you to put that aside. I want you to get up and walk. It, it, Just put it aside. Parents were alcoholics and beat you. Put it aside. As Just a, put it aside and get on with your life. As appealing as those kinds of messages oh, are. Oh, it sounds they, good. They are, and, and I know that guy meant so well, and he was a nice guy. They are the sickest messages our society can get right now. It is the absolute antithesis of what we need. We need 
hey, get a get in relationship with your family, focus on your kids, stay home, work hard, read a little bit. I mean, well, that's the essence of my book, how to teach your teenager about smoking. <laughs> oh, how to teach your teenager to smoke? Yeah. There, it's just a straightforward book right there. It's going to be pop-up, too. Sarah. Yes. You're 20. Yes. Hi, Dr. Drew. Hi, Adam. Sarah? Um, yeah, my... I didn't like her attitude at what? all. What? Just because she said... Why? Did you hear the way she said my name? Ben? Yes. You're 27. You, sense? you you got to go take a nap. How you doing, guys? Hey, Ben. Well, I'd love to take a nap like you do during the show. Ben? Yes. What's going on? Sarah, we'll get back to you when your attitude straightens out. i got a question for you guys. Yeah. Uh, I was recently drug tested uh, by a hair sample, and I work in a municipal job, and uh, I'm not really sure if it's going to be random or not, but I was wondering uh, exactly what uh, is involved with, with you know, this, analyzing the sample. Uh, you know, I did do some drugs over the summer, uh, not not constantly. But you know, I've had, I, I have looked. What kind of municipal job do you have? Uh, it's a fireman job. I do not do hair analysis, and I've looked for literature to try to figure out how this works. You know, I did too. I couldn't find it. It's very hard to come up with. Uh, and I, as I understand it, uh, it's on the order of weeks to maybe a couple of months that it's pretty accurate, and things like pot show up even further down the line. But uh, it, it, yeah, this stuff wasn't habitual. You know, yeah, I, 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 I'm not. I, a lot of people have called in asking these kinds of questions for abusive. Excuse me, with histories of abuse of drugs, it's relatively sporadic. And I, I'm not hearing people calling in and saying, uh, yeah, I didn't get jobs because they picked up something I did four months ago. Yeah. Sure, what if you wear a toupee or hair piece? Would, um, would they take the hair sample well, actually, from What they would do is take a, like a chest hair or an armpit hair or something yeah, else. Adam, in your case, it's, uh, it's huge. You know, all i got to do is stand over like a piece of paper and jiggle around and just, just shed. <laughs> I, okay. Man, I wouldn't worry about it. There's nothing you can do about it anyway, right? No, not at this point. Yeah. I, know, I just hope that it's random. And that's ah, you're fine. But uh, I was just a little... Again, they're trying... They're, they're, nobody has any. Where, where are you calling from? Uh, well, I'd rather not say. Most of these places right. are trying to pick up addiction. I tried to be a fireman once. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It's a good gig. It really is. Yeah, it was. I had a, a five-year uh, waiting period unless um, you're... Um, if you're a fe uh, Eskimo female, uh, yeah. you get a day and a half wait. <laughs> if you're just a stupid, dumb white guy from the valley, it's uh, like, it was like five or six years before I got to take my test. Wow! I passed the written. Yeah, there's a, it, it varies you know, where you go, but uh, you know I happen to like my job, and I just don't want to lose it over something. Yeah, it's a good gig. You get uh, like a few days on and a few days off. You can oh, yeah, do other absolutely. stuff. Again, they're trying to pick up addiction and not not occasional use. So it, it's, I, I doubt they're trying to pick up stuff that you're talking about. Well, tell them you put out a fire in, like, a head shop. Do <laughs> you think that would work, Drew? Nope. Okay. Sarah? Yes? What's going on over there? Nothing. All right. You've had a, you had a, had a chance to rethink your attitude toward me? I didn't know what I was doing wrong. Mm, that's another. I didn't know either. You hear that tone. You hear that you're, defensive you're delusional. posture? You're delusional. No. You are delusional tonight. Really? I didn't know what I was doing wrong. Come on, you heard that tone. Please, Drew. August. Yes. You're 20. Yeah. See? <laughs> How you doing, Adam? Good. Great. Um, I, I'm a long-time listener, first-time caller. Fantastic. And uh, I have a problem with my girlfriend. She's a bulimic. Mm -hmm. And I don't understand much about it, and I don't understand how I can help her. 
Uh, yeah. Hey, Drew. Yeah. You know how there's the anorexia nervosa or something? Yeah. What is that second word? Nervosa? Yeah. Mm. Does it mean anything? No. Is it the name of the guy who came up no. with it? What does anorexia nervosa mean? Related to nervous condition. Really? Yeah. Let's just call it anorexia then, huh? Because anorexia means just not hungry. Yeah, but and when people you... get anorectic when they get sick from all kinds of things. Anorexia just means you stop wanting to eat. So anorexia nervosa. I mean, it's, it's a psychiatric thing then. Okay. Yeah. Um, you can't do much to change her disease except to keep urging her to stay in some sort of treatment for it, right? Okay. Has she been treated? Um, she goes to, like, a counselor. Okay. Like, All right. So so basically you need to kind of stay out of it. I do. She she went to Vermont for three months. Wow. Yeah. And like, oh, to, like, one of those camps? No, she just, like, ran away from her problems and her family and all that. To Vermont? Yeah. What's wrong with her family? Um, they're LDS. Mm-hmm. And they're like really like, put her down and all that and yeah. uh, that's where she, bulimia comes from very often. It's this kind of intrusive, controlling parents. Yeah, and they tell her she's worthless and all this stuff. What, what is the difference between like the Latter Day Saints and um, uh, born again Christians? It got me. I don't know. Who would who would you? Uh, I'm trying to think. Who uh, I worked with a guy who was Jehovah's Witness, and I thought that that was the bottom <laughs> of the religion barrel. <laughs> Oh, painting offices with Andy, uh, oh. naming his kids after the apostles and uh, speaking in tongues. I thought that was as low as you could sink religiously. But, like, who would you... I'd like to find out, actually, who who would you like to uh, least like to go camping with? Is a Jehovah's Witness, a Mormon, uh, LDS? Mormon or is that, is that same, LDS, same, same thing? They're, they're all the same? Yeah. LDS and Mormon, exactly the same. Yeah. No, no difference between those two. Uh... Jews would be fun to go camping with because they'd be complaining the entire oi, oi, with the pack. I think it'd be the Buddhists. <laughs> Buddhists? No, I'd want to camp with the Buddhists. Uh, they'd get rid of that uh, chanting and they'd be right to bed. <laughs> okay, um, so I'd just, like, urge her on, because she went to, like, Hawaii a few months ago. Uh, urge her, you, you where can... Is she, where, why is she doing so much, so much traveling? Because she thinks if she runs away and works on it, it and she comes back it'll go away no but it doesn't it just like no just, like, puts it away for a little bit yeah right, but about. if you got to run away hawaii and vermont are two pretty pretty good places to yeah. escape doing a geographic uh is just running away but doesn't it shouldn't actually get away uh create try to create a stable relationship with her be sensitive to her um be available but don't expect to be able to change this this All is right, a pretty serious stuff sarah yes how you doing I'm okay. Okay. Hold on a second. got to go to commercial. Okay. All right. You see how I straighten him right out, Drew? No. Now she sounds pathetic. <laughs> That's what I like. I like that submissive tone in the voice. Kick it! I want to love you. Love line will be right back, and boy, will we be mad if you bail. Hey, this is the music they play when I go to the rage scene. Rave? Yeah. Is it rave or rage? Rave. Oh, it is rave. Jeez, I always screw that up. All right, well, whatever it is, I'm in. I'm into that scene. I think you know that. And uh, when I'm not gothing, I'm raving. 
and this is Loveline, and we'll be back. This is Loveline on Radio Station. Thank you. The two uh, ones I always screw up is, um, I always get rave and rage. Is there such a thing as a rage? No. No. There should be. i got to start a rage scene, Ann. And the other one is is um, uh, bust a move and bust a groove. <laughs> now, what do you do, Ann? Do you bust a groove or do you bust a move? No, you bust a move. You, and you couldn't bust a groove? I guess you could. I would like to start There's the... There's a rager, too. Like a rager is a happening part. Oh, ragers, yeah, that's good, right? Yeah. Far up. All right. Shut up. <laughs> that's it. It's like, uh, that was really the beauty of the Brady Bunch uh, sitcom. Uh, not a joke in the whole goddamn thing, but uh, about every 10 minutes, uh, 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 Alice would say, Far up. And then the big laugh track would hit. <laughs> oh, boy. I wish I was writing sitcoms when uh, in, in the uh, early 70s, or really uh, late 60s. Could have cranked out one a day. You, you watch a day an, an hour. You watch an episode of Gilligan's Island now? Just that. Oh, I saw the Gilligan's Island where, <laughs> where the Harlem Globetrotters played the robot team. Oh, my God. Never you remember that, that one? No. Mm. It was... Uh, um, the um, it was Gilligan's Island revisited. It was oh, like uh, you know, 15 years later, right. and uh, the Harlem Globetrotters, which used to just show up everywhere. Was it the original Ginger on there with Tina Louise on? Or no, it Tina Louise uh, no. dropped the whole thing. Yeah. She didn't want nothing to do with that. But they had the original Mary Ann, still looking hot. She was on this show. Mary Ann was. Yeah, very nice. Seemed nice. Look good. Don Wells. And um, they had uh, you know Skipper, and I guess. Um, Jim Backus had died by then because they had uh, Thurston Hell, the, the like fourth, his son. Oh wow, was in there doing that, mummy. <laughs> but anyway, the uh, the uh, Harlem Globetrotters had to play a robot team uh, for the deed to the island. Oh my god! And I thought to myself, hey, this was prime time. Yeah. You know, 1978. This has evolved 15 years later. <laughs> Well, at least we've uh, we've at least we're uh, up to must see TV now, where uh, people just hop around like idiots. All right, where were we? Sarah. All right, Sarah. Hi. How are you? I'm doing well. How about you? Good. Good. Um, I have a problem, and basically it involves two guys. One of which um, I really like, and both of them like me, and they're friends, and. I've been um, kind of in situations where I've been with one or the other, but this Friday I am going to be at a party where they're both going to be at, and I'm really worried about hurting they, the other do, guys. Do either. either of them know that you're dating both of them? I'm not really dating the one, but I know that he is interested in dating me. Did you? Did she answer my question? <laughs> Do um, either of them know that not. you're seeing See, both of them? I hung up on her twice already, Drew. Uh, but you, I please like don't hang on to me like again. Sarah. What? Please don't hang no, on to no. me No, no. Do, do, do either of them know about what's going on here? No. Neither know. No. You, have, you need to get on, the, get on the horn. Why? You need to call I, them. Here's, no, no. no please, That'll be the most uncomfortable sh- night of your life. Oh, please, Drew. It's going to be the most uncomfortable phone call she ever made. <laughs> Listen, w- I, here's where my confusion lies. One of the guys you've not dated... 
Right. But he likes her. He oh, likes so what? Like, it's, it's I like Anne. That doesn't make things uncomfortable when uh, me and her, uh, her and her husband go to a party, unless I have a few beers. <laughs> you, you, what What have you done? Have you led the guy on in some way? I think. Well, my friends have said that when I get drunk, I tend to be a little bit um, flirtatious with him, and that he is taking the signals the wrong way. <laughs> He's taking the signals the wrong way. <laughs> Uh, you are uh, taking the signals as the signals. Swabbing out his ear with your tongue uh, when you got a 12-pack under uh, under your belt. Yeah. He's taking that the wrong way, Drew. <laughs> well, why do you? Why do? And let me ask you something, Sarah. Try okay. to be honest for a second. Okay. What is it about you? And and I'm I'm asking this sort of toward you, but there's a lot of people that are this way. Okay. Men and women. Maybe women a little more than men, but men do this a lot too. You're not particularly interested in somebody, but it's very important that they be interested in you. And, the, and and you'll do little things to make sure you know that they know that you feel that they're interested in you. And then people who do that typically, once they get the interest, can't kind of stop the thing. from Once the train's out of the gate, right. can sometimes keep going. Mm, no, most of the women I've met can it's stop a, it. But the point is, is if, but I, for you. if I'm not interested in somebody, that's, that's the stuff when you do it. I really don't want them interested in me. Right, but there's, that's a boundary thing. There's a problem I think it's... Well, I know. I mean, why? Me. Why, when you have a few glasses of wine, do you need to have this guy sort of fawn over you, even you're, when you're not interested in him? It's kind of like a safety net type thing. Like, uh-huh. I want to make sure that he's around. Be somebody. Bullpen. Oh boy. So it's just just flat out insecurity. I I admit it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Women do this. Guys do that too. Yeah, guys do it too. I think. Well. I guess maybe probably because I'm a woman, I think guys do it more. But um, You think guys do it more? Yeah. Yeah. No, I think guys are, you know, uh, don't get me wrong, guys are, are worthless for the most part, especially <laughs> 20-year-old guys, but they do things a little differently. They do whatever well, they can do. Well, guys are a lot They do whatever they could do, awesome. yeah. Uh, they, if, if they got a, a little tipsy and there was some girl that they were coming, they, they would finish the deal that night <laughs> women do w- women have what i call uh, yeah, but women have the on deck circle right which is i've said it the the scenario many a time it's uh, there's that guy they work with the woman knows the guy's single she knows the guy likes him and she's sort of keeping him around um not so close that they're in a relationship but not so far away that he couldn't jump in pretty quick what a horrible thing if that becomes a relationship I mean, you're not even really interested in that person or in a relationship with that person. You're just interested in having somebody around to jump ship to. I don't think that's necessarily it. I, well, part of it is, like, my past relationship, the long-term relationship, was a long-distance relationship. And I've never really had, had anyone around. Oh, you ate the whole damn Give granola a, bar, all, Drew. when I sit down here normally with one of those, what happens immediately? What? I, what? You, take, I don't... you take a whole bar. You hand me a bar. I didn't offer you a That's bar. That's because you, you kept taking them. I just now go ahead and hand it to you. Drew I ate my whole granola bar. Three okay. alligator bites. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I look in the wrapper. It's gone. All right. We really we got We have a divorce. <laughs> we, we need really an annulment. We got to get some... Let's get a, we we get need a couples try. therapy. We get a therapist. And One, let's book a therapist in here. Drew and I really need some couples therapy. Oh, that would be awesome. It's uh, it's bad enough that we're in here two hours a night, but the last couple of weeks, oh, it's, it's just been, been intolerable. Oh, we've been on planes uh, next to each other trying to sleep. He uh, must have sex all the time. I'm younger than he is. I'm in my prime. It's like uh, Steve Martin and John Candy. 
Uh, yeah, we're we're, uh, we're going we're going insane together, and we need actually we need a, a third person to intervene. Plus, uh, then when the TV starts up again, forget oh. about it. Oh. Forget oh, about it. We're all in misery. Oh. Oh, we're just you know what? And we're like one of these old couples who just gets into screaming matches in lines and stuff at the airport. It's great. <laughs> we got in a big screaming match about uh, uh, which was further away from Denver, San Francisco or L.A. You know, there's people standing. You know, we're boxed in between a bunch of people just standing there. Oh, you idiot! What the hell? Get the map. I'll get a goddamn map. You're damn right. I'll get a map. We're going to the uh, the map store. Which one? I was looking for a map. Oh, it's so pathetic. That's exactly what happened. I was right. I, I didn't even realize this second that somebody else might be listening to these uh, tirades we go on. All right. And well, then we got back to the airport the next day, and you're uh, yelling at me about uh, how I conduct business. I work yeah, too hard. That's right. All right. Anyway, Sarah. Yes. Uh, go to the party. Mm -hmm. Don't lead on this guy you don't like anymore, please. That's pathetic. <laughs> All right, and but how do I do it without hurting his feelings? Like, how you, do I let you him just know? stop leading See, him on? More of that same stuff, the boundary problems and stuff. He now, now that she is, uh, she's 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 uh, taken the environment in and controls it. She's now responsible for it too. He didn't do anything. She, you... You're not responsible for this guy. You you you, you misled him a little bit. He'll be fine. You don't don't mislead him anymore. He'll get the hint real fast. Yeah, don't cave into this either. She might, you know, she's the kind of person if she sees the guy starting to lose interest, will really come after him to, and and maybe even overcompensate further. Well, she give him a little booster shot. Oh, yeah, oh he's so uh oh he's starting to his interest is starting yeah. to wane. Uh, I'll give him a little. I'll don't, give him a little booster don't shot. Don't cave in. Okay. Well, it's not really. It's okay. caving in. Yeah. Right, but it's not exactly to his desires. It's don't cave into you yourself. No, it's your own yarrow yeah, stuff. I don't know what I'm doing there, Drew. Hold on. John. Yep. You're 25. How are you guys doing? Good. Um, I guess basically my, my question is for Dr. Drew. Yeah. Um, the deal is my girlfriend, um, she can have orgasms, but she doesn't like to have them. Why? Um, I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> what does she tell um, you? I mean, she, she can only have orgasms through masturbation. So but, far. Uh, excuse me? So far. So far. Um, but while we're um, having intercourse, she'll be at the point of orgasm, and then she'll just start laughing hysterically and say that, you know, she's, it's like she's ticklish, and just... Uh, mm, uh, where is she now? Uh, she's asleep. Where? Upstairs. All you guys right. live together or something? Yeah, we do. How, oh. long, you, how long have you been together? Uh, about a year and a half. Go wake her up. we got to talk to her. <laughs> okay. That's important. All right, go get her. We're serious about that marriage counselor. Yeah, you, want to fight, yeah. you want to fight about anything else? We've got a lot of stuff we got to get off our chest. No. At least we're open and honest about it. I tell people all the time. They uh, People, oh, boy, you and Drew go at it all the time. I say, uh, Drew and I have uh, one of the healthiest relationships uh, I've ever had, which is I there's um, here's where relationships go south. When stuff starts getting, oh, it starts getting past, it, it, yeah. it gets under the under the fence and starts going downstream and you can't really retrieve it. Right. And then it just piles, it, it just starts collecting. Log into this, yeah. It starts log jamming at the back of the relationship yeah. and then it, it goes oh. putrid, you know? Drew and I argue about every minute deal uh, detail so much so that there's nothing that escapes us without a big argument but the, but it's driven it's into over. the ground. Done. Yes. Um, she's, she's out. She's out what? Well, she doesn't want to talk, basically, but she's totally groggy and out of it. So. Mm, okay, well, sorry, we can't help then, John. Okay. 
Okay. No, sorry. John, you're so nice. Please, you're breaking my I heart. Mean, have you ever heard of anything like this? Yeah, well, there's sure. all kinds of things like this. I mean, some people, feel, women feel very vulnerable at the point of orgasm. They don't want to do that. Some women are afraid they're going to urinate, and some people do. Some women do. Mm-hmm. Some women uh, can't tell you what the problem is. I mean, they are unwilling to tell you what you're doing wrong, which is uh, terrible. I mean, it's unfortunate that women feel that way. Well, it's a crime, Joe. Uh, no, that women can't speak up about what Well, here's, here's my take. I think that we know she can have an orgasm because right. she certainly can induce one herself. And it seems to me that if she can induce one herself very easily, that she could guide you there. But not through intercourse, perhaps, but mm-hmm. uh, through other, other methods. Have you tried other methods? Um, well, you know, I mean, I have tried um, kind of some things that you guys have talked about before um, dealing with other people, but even by herself, she says she doesn't like to do it. She just does it to kind of relieve the pressure mm-hmm. after we've had sex. I don't know. I, I don't trust someone who says, uh, in that case, uh, put me down for, uh, I don't like to masturbate either. I just do it four <laughs> times a day because... Uh, relieve pressure. Well, just peer pressure with the neighbors and all. And there's a certain, <laughs> there's a certain standard I have to live up to now. Uh, yeah, the... The thing is, is if she really didn't like the sensation of an orgasm, I don't believe that she would be masturbating. Well, she uh, says that, that it, you know, she's kind of pent up, and uh, she has to. Right. She has to do it. All right, but, but listen, listen, uh, John. Here's what here's what Drew and I are both hearing, and we're always right, or at least one of us is going to be right. This is a woman who has some issues about sex. Mm-hmm. This is not some sort of mechanical issue. It's not an issue involving you and, and the way you do things. This this woman has some issues. Um, I'm, I'm going with a few guesses here. A, she has a lot of difficulty with intimacy, and this is what happens with women. Man can have an orgasm with a woman on top of a woman the, in a woman's ear, and he will not link that with intimacy whatsoever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I had a friend who used to hump a beanbag chair. <laughs> this is, he'd open it up a little and then go right into the uh, styrofoam packing uh. there. <laughs> His parents had to, like, bust it up with a, uh, you know, ice pick to sit on it. The point is, is uh, this is not an intimate thing for a guy. But for when a woman has an orgasm with a guy, it's a pretty intimate situation for her. And so uh, the fact that she has orgasms but re- sort of refuses to have them in your presence says to me that she's a little scared of the intimacy. Mm. And number two, she may have grown up in some sort of environment where she told, was told it was wrong mm. somehow. There, yeah, so, so she masturbates, but she doesn't like it. Right. That's true. That's true. Did she grow up in some kind of religious environment? Or? Yeah, she did. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. well it's, it's, it's the uneducated one, the sidekick, who seems to come up with a lot of the answers these days. I'll tell you that. All right, John. So right. there, there, But you're... You don't have to worry about a technique or something. You have to sort of no, just, get her through this emotional right. aspect of it with the the family and right. you know these families that feed their kids these lines and they try to mold their kids with the you know sex is bad and uh, you know the, the 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 standard religious line which is uh, don't touch yourself or it's a sin or you know the, those thoughts you're having are evil. All it really serves to do is um, the person still masturbates, yeah. they're just miserable. Yeah. <laughs> they can't enjoy it. it sometimes it's, it, they do it more or, or you know, they compensate for it. Uh, yeah, and out. then, uh, or even get into weirder, uh, right. weirder things. Right. When you take a normal biological 
function. And uh, Lord knows uh, human sexuality is, uh, boy, it's, it's not a state of mind. I mean, it's a biology. And you try to, you try to send it down a different path somehow. There will be a reaction. Uh, it'll, it'll come back around yeah. eventually. Yeah, there, there's it, sort of a scale of justice that way. Yeah, it may, be, it may be in a little different form. It may have mutated a little bit, but don't worry, it'll be back. Uh, this is uh, this is why uh, you know the Catholic Church with the uh, telling uh, telling the priests uh, you know you can't have sex and you can't do this and you can't do that. <laughs> well, I'll nail thirteen year old then. Well, I'll compensate. You know what I mean? You yeah. can't take. You're you're almost. You know I mean? Would you want your kids staying with some guy who 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 they said you can't masturbate, you can't have sex, you can't get married? Uh, would you want your kid going away like on a summer retreat with this guy? This is a he's a sperm time bomb ready to go off. Let me tell you, I want to leave my kids with a guy who got laid like ten minutes before he picks my kids up. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. Drew, you got any? You want to sell a call? Uh, Todd. Oh, wait a minute. I think we can uh, do have time for this. Todd? Yeah, I'm here. Hey, you're 23. What's going on? You're on the Loveline program. Oh, I'm doing pretty good. Um, got a question for you guys. Yeah. I'm 23 years old, and I've actually been out of the closet since I was 19. I've known I was gay since I was about know, 10 or 11. And How do, how do you know that at 10? I'm curious. Things start, you know, dreams, fantasies start happening about, well, about 10 or 11 years old. Okay. Like making out with guys, that kind of thing? Or? Yeah, yeah, that kind of stuff. <laughs> I approve of your gayness, by the way, Todd, because you sound uh, completely sane to me. Well, thank you. The question is, is I'm starting to wonder if, I, in fact, I am gay lately. Oh, I don't think you're gay. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, I like Monday Night Football, exactly. Oh, boy. That's when it starts no, to slip minute. away. Wait a minute. I understand. Why don't you think you're gay? Oh, it seems like in the last, um, I don't know, year, the more I've gotten to know myself... The more I, I wonder if I'm gay, because I've never slept with a woman. In fact, I've been with about 20 guys. I've never been with a woman. I've started to fantasize hmm. lately about... You're not missing anything. Fantasize what? about what? What's that? You fantasize about women? Yeah, lately. Hmm. I mean, I've never, I've never acted upon that, though. You mm-hmm. mentioned, as you said, as you get to know yourself. What, what does that mean? What has changed lately? Um, actually, I moved here from Kansas. I moved out here to California. Right. And, uh... I've just, I don't know, I've just gotten to know myself more. I've, you know, 23 years old, you just, you learn more about yourself. I don't think you're gay, Todd. You know what was funny? What? Uh, I got this, you know, you, <laughs> I know everyone thinks it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, such a repugnant thing to say, but I always think I can tell when a guy's gay. That's what, that's what all my friends say. And you called in, gay. you called in and he uh, was like, and I'm out of the closet and I'm gay. And I was thinking to myself, who? I shook my head. I was like, uh, geez, this guy didn't. Whoa, I was blindsided. Uh-huh. He sure didn't sound gay to me, boy. I didn't, uh, I didn't have him pegged for a gay guy. And then oh. you go on to say you don't think you feel gay. So now I'm going with that. All right. Well, well that, that, see, I've, I, the way it's been is I've always known. My, I mean, my first sexual experiences, my first fantasies, everything has been gay. Has been that I'm gay. Yeah. And I mean, and in the environment I grew up in. And you've had some gratifying relationships. Yes. Um, I've and, had, you know, four boyfriends and. Right. Variety of other sexual and, and, and what what is what do you think is motivating this this preoccupation with women now? You know the truth is I think it's the more I the family I, I've gotten some really close straight friends yeah very close and yeah. I'm getting that male gratification or something 
and the more I get that, the more I go out and throw the football on Sunday afternoons, the more I, you know, just go out and enjoy. Are you allowed to play sports if you're a gay male? Well, this, is, this is a very interesting statement he's making because people theorize about stuff like this. That, and he's talking about in terms of having a male connection. Exactly. Right? That, that you're open to that connection in a new way that you didn't have before. And that's gratifying things in such a way that now you're sort of, your whole sexual orientation is changing uh -huh. a little bit. It's a very interesting. I, I am in no position to pass judgment of what you are or are not. It has theoretically mm. a very interesting uh, I can. case. Uh, it's hard for me to imagine that you're not, frankly, personally. Not gay? Yeah, hard uh, for me to imagine. I don't know. But of course, you don't know me that well enough. No, I we don't know you. you. We don't know you, and uh, and but the history, it's a very unusual history to suddenly come around and become heterosexual and stay heterosexual at your age. Not saying you can't. You maybe maybe that's what you're going to do. And it's interesting you're doing it in the context of developing a new quality of relating with men. Because uh -huh. people theorize that's part of what's missing and that would, would gay there people was, sort of strive I, I for it and they never quite can get that. Todd, is the behind still intact? Is the what? The behind Well, I explain on that a little more. Well, you know how a uh, woman has a hymen? Uh, yeah. A man has a bee hymen. Uh-huh. Is yours still intact? Well, not really. Oh, Okay. Um, I do want to point out that one one thing that happened when I was ten years old, and and now Drew, you always ask about things like this. My parents got divorced, mm. and I was sexually molested oh. two different by two different people oh. growing up prior to that. Oh. Uh. And so it, those were both by men. Yeah, yeah. And the more I uh. the more I've, I've heard who did, who did that to you? What's that? Who did that to you? Actually, my father did, and my oh. uncle. Okay. Uh. Yeah. So maybe right, that's I, sort of healing in some way. Yeah, I am. What's going on here? Yeah. I tell you, you, you um, I can hear it in your voice. God didn't intend you to be gay, Dad. You're. Uh, this is. Um, this is some sort of turn you took uh, because of the uh, molestation. After twelve or thirteen years, I mean, yeah. Twenty-three. Ah, listen. People go on. Uh, people go on their whole life uh, based on an incident or two that happened. When they were eight or nine, and and one of the things you said, you uh, I want to question again is you said you've gotten to know yourself better since coming out. Of here. You, you haven't had any professional intervention. Uh, no. Okay. Well, no. listen, Todd. Please, when uh, your dad sexually molests you, and your uncle, and your uncle, yeah. I mean, don't even bother mentioning the uncle. When your dad comes at you in a sexual way, I mean, that's. Um, Drew just did the heebie-jeebie shake. That <laughs> just did that <laughs> thing. When your dad does it, that uh, that warrants counseling, <laughs> a lot of counseling. I, I mean, have been through counseling for that like six, seven years ago before I came out of the closet. Uh, uh, during high school, right. and then that, and then that happened. It was kind of like over the last couple of years, I've really gotten to deal with it and get over it. Right, and you I, did. I feel comfortable with what happened. I can uh, actually talk to him now. I. Your dad? Uh, yeah. See, this is, something's changed. Where right? is your dad? What the hell's your... Uh, he lives in New Mexico. We haven't talked for about four years, and I finally wrote him a letter wow. about two months ago. So things are changing. That's another big argument Drew and I had on the airplane, was I looked at the, max, uh, the map and was telling him, uh, <laughs> Jesus, uh, New Mexico's bigger than Wyoming. <laughs> now it's your turn, Drew. No, it's just the map is distorted by the way it's laid out on the page. Yeah, but why would they draw it that way, you idiot? <laughs> When they compensate for that, Drew's argument was is that the globe is round, and when they flatten out that round globe, somehow New Mexico well, some becomes larger please, please than Wyoming. Us. So that was another one of our shouting matches on the plane about uh, why uh, uh, New Mexico was bigger or smaller than uh, Wyoming. I actually went and looked at a, a globe the other day, and it, it turns out it's... Uh, it's. Uh, I think it is. I think you may be right. Yeah. All right, but why do that? If you draw the map, I draw the stupid it. map.
I did not draw the map. I know. I know, but I know you Come on. know somebody who may have. All right. Uh, Drew, sell the next call, please. Got a follow-up from Ray. A pregnant teacher slash lover told the police he raped her. I don't remember this, but it's going to be good. Pleasure tomorrow night. And you know, what, and, and, and I want you to just remember something. Hmm. Uh, I feel like this pretty frequently, what you're feeling right now. I was thinking about that. And how do you treat me when I feel like that? You just start, you become attacking. Right. Abusive. Right. Okay? Okay. Just think about it. See how much worse I would feel if I treated you like that. Nah, wouldn't be any worse. I'm, um, I, I'm impervious to pain at this point. I'm officially punchy. All right. Uh, Hey, the eye drops work good with it. You know, when I get really tired, it's my eyes. I feel it in my eyes. They have eye drops. Would oh, that work? Really? No. Maybe you so you can Can't just you guys invent silly. something for Christ's sake? You guys have been cl- be- been complaining so much lately about how tired you are. Not me. Uh-uh. <laughs> yeah, you were Monday uh-uh. night. You were Monday both? night. Yeah, well, that was well. Come on. And now Please, it's only we... Wednesday night. I feel fine. I don't. And. Jeez. Don't you think there should be something other than just a cup of coffee? You know what I mean? There is. What is there? Drugs. Oh, really? Right. i got to get some of those drugs. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I don't want to get hooked on you something. Could you you know? could understand why performers, before people really understood how bad amphetamines are, could have done that. Here, take some uppers. It'll help you feel better. Oh, yeah, hell. I mean, if you're like Elvis and you're traveling yeah. around and then a uh, schedule and uh, all that uh, whatnot, having yeah, sex yeah. with all those people, you, you gotta, you gotta do it. But I, I'm looking for something that's sort of safe. I don't want to snort something or anything. Yeah, just... Safe is uh, exercise and uh, no, live right. Sorry. Eat right. Well, forget it. <laughs> that's it. Bee pollen. Bad idea. Oh, yeah, what about that? Does that work? Yeah, so we claim a little more energy from it. Yeah, right. I don't know why. But... All right, forget that. Ray. Yeah? You're 17. Yeah. Um, I called Monday night, uh-huh. and um, it's about my teacher. We've been having sex for about a year. No, that's right. She's 29? Uh, yeah. And uh, while I talked over with my dad, I took Drew's advice, which turned out to be a mistake. Yeah, I told you. Well, she claimed that the first time that I had sex with her, I forced her to have sex, and after that it was, like, consensual. Look, you are you don't have to worry about what she says. This this per, this woman's got a problem. Well, uh, the cops are tending to believe her. So. Uh, you see that, Drew? I can't imagine. Then, you see what happens when you come out with the truth that way? No. What was my advice, Ray? Um, abortion. Oh, is she pregnant? Yeah. <laughs> I guess she would have to be. Otherwise, I, I'm really cruel. Yeah. What is she going to do? But she doesn't know if it's your child or her husband's child, right? Yeah, she doesn't know yet. Now, let me just reset this, if memory serves. 
Ray's having sex with this 29-year-old teacher who's pregnant and married. Yeah. Okay, and you were um, you were senior. Yeah. And what class does she teach? Um, German. Oh, that's right. Um, and so you went and talked to your dad about it. Yeah, and he just went ballistic and went and called the cops. And uh, you say how how that's. And how he went and called the be? cops uh, and wanted to have her arrested or something. Yeah. Yeah, of course. I don't know. I don't know if I'd do that if I. Uh, oh. So he's getting laid. Oh man. No. Really? Look, how could how could it be wrong for this young man to tell his parents what he's de- t- dealing with here? Well, I didn't tell my parents. I thought I could talk to my dad, and he'd like sort of man to man. Yeah. But I, one of the parents. That's fine. I think I think Ray. There's no way you can be faulted for what you did. There is no way that the truth will not prevail here. I don't know. When I was 17, I was in high school. I was like playing football. I was a big guy, and I had my wits about me. I knew what I was doing. I mean, I was an idiot, but uh, uh, it wasn't one of these things where oh, I was just some, um, you know, a starry-eyed kid who could do no wrong or anything. I mean, uh, Ray knows what he's doing. Ray's carrying on with his teacher. He may be underage, no. but he's a senior in high school. And a lot of people are married by that age that we talked to. Yeah, look, that's like saying uh, if if uh, he was saying when it's a doctor and the doctor started to coming on to him. Yeah, anyway, all right. It, it is a miss use of the position and it is so outrageous I, i'll give it that but ray how many times you had sex with her i lost count somewhere okay and you're not an idiot right no. you know what you're doing yeah all right that's all, that's all i'm saying I'm, it's a little different in society you know uh, we don't treat guys like we treat women in this uh, same situation if this was a 29 year old male teacher and a 17 year old female student it would be hands down uh, this is a criminal criminal act no this guy uh, ray is a man I mean, uh, he may not be in the eyes of the law, but uh, practically, the guy's a senior in high school. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Look, He's driving is, a car and drinking beer. Uh, ju- just the way this woman has reacted out of this shows you wh- just how dangerous a person is we're dealing with. Well, here. she's just backpedaling, trying to defend uh, herself. Look, in, in, a, in an incredibly aggressive, hostile, dangerous, chaotic manner, right. this would have come down anyway. Uh, but not if he'd fashion. taken my advice. No, My advice to you, Ray, was uh, get her to get an abortion and uh, knock it off, right? Oh, yeah. All right. Now, if you had done that, everything would be fine. No. Of course. No, this this woman would have come after him in some way. No. What yes. are you talking about? Uh, yes. No, she would have had sex with the, uh, the next incoming class. That's what uh, you're or, worried about. Or that, too. All right. So, Ray, what are you going to do now? I have no idea because... The policeman asking questions, asking around school. And oh boy! So the truth will prevail. Doing all kinds <laughs> yeah. of stuff. That's about truth eight years. Will prevail. Okay. So Ray, listen. Here's what you got going for you. You're underage. She's overage. She's your teacher. Yeah. That's what you got going for you. Uh, other than that, um, uh, you don't worry. You're not going to do any time or anything for having sex. You'll be fine. Okay. You understand? Yeah. And I just want to tell Drew one thing. <laughs> that uh, I think Anne's right. You were a little punchy. Yeah. Monday night. Yeah. Uh, Drew admitted to that. You see what happens when we tell the truth, Drew? Mm-hmm. Now look at the no. uh, look at the uh, the hornet's nest this Ray has stirred up now. Please, Drew, admit I'm right. You know I'm no, right. No, I won't back down from this because I know how people like this woman can be. And the further on you let it go, the worse things only. All right, let's become. ask the love line um, peanut gallery over here. The the guy's teacher's pregnant. First of all, I do say. Not respond to the peanut gallery. <laughs> the uh, powder puff league over here. I include engineer Mike with that. Mm-hmm. 
I tell the guy, tell your teacher to get an abortion and cut things off. No more. She gets the abortion. Uh, you uh, no more sex for you, and uh, you never say a word of this to anybody, Do and you, you move on. Literally cut things off, or all right, give them Sherry, give the mic, Dan, please. <laughs> your sense of humor is <laughs> worse than right. mine, for Christ's sake. Hey. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And so, uh, Drew says, uh, go tell the truth, go shout it from the mountaintop. He does. Now the cops are involved, and she's crying rape. Right. I agree with you because I don't think it's that big of a deal because in what six months he'll be eighteen right. and then it's I, I, okay. I, 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 okay. Thank you. I would like some teachers to call in and respond to this. We don't have any teachers. This We've show. had this teachers call before. Oh, yeah. Stuff like All right. This. Oh yeah. Listen, I'm not. I'm. I don't think this woman's a saint. Don't get me wrong. It's just sometimes you got to cut your losses and just sort of move on. You know what I'm saying? Now, if she wouldn't get an abortion, I, I don't know what the next move is there. She's pregnant. He doesn't even know if it's his kid. I, I oh, don't, uh, yeah. now it's a scandal. That's it for him in the school year. It's going to be just a... Uh, he's going to be walking down the hall. It's going to be nothing but high fives from every male exactly. going like the other direction. Exactly. She's a hot teacher. She's hot. All the guys. Yeah, she can't like, be hot. She's not one of those, like, Van Halen video teachers. Hot it's just, teacher. No. Because, yeah. you know, you think that way until you see the hard copy episode. At, uh, Hildegard. And you're like, you're going, oh, what was that dude thinking? Okay. And that, at that point, then it becomes a crime to me. <laughs> You know you're shallow when, if the teacher's really good looking, it's kind of okay. <laughs> I can't help it. That's the way I think. And I know you do, too, Drew. All right. When we come back, uh, we will talk to Preston. Uh, well, uh, he's 24. He's bipolar. Nah, we're not going to talk to him. Who are we going to talk to? Uh, ah, we'll talk to uh, Mandy. She's 22. Baby's dad is trying to get back in her life, but he's unreliable. Hello, is this Lovine? I have a problem with my stool. Hello, Loveline. I have a problem with your stool, too. The phone number for Loveline is 1-800-LOVE-191. Uh-oh, I gotta go. Well, I'll be right back. This is Tommy and Pamela Lee, and you're, and you're listening, listening to Love Line with Adam, Adam Carolla and, and Dr. Drew. Drew. All the sexual information you could possibly need. Yeah. <laughs> uh, those two are just, uh, I think they're just constantly inside each other, those two. What does that mean? You know what I'm saying. This is now my favorite song. This, uh... Boston's? No, this is the Aquabats. Uh. Wow. Boy, those guys are nuts. I think we're making ten times more money than we are in about uh, six months from now when they have their own uh, Saturday morning TV show. Is uh, that what Bobcat's getting for them? I don't know. I don't know. Hey, has anyone seen that uh, Aquabats video yet? I don't know if it's, uh, it's if very they're, funny. they're airing it or not yet. Yeah, it's real funny. I hope they uh, I hope they air it. <laughs> it's always funny when people talk to me and Drew. Hey, uh could you talk to the MTV people? <laughs> <laughs> yeah? <laughs> what do you want us to tell them? Uh, they don't even tell us whether we have a TV show or not. What are we supposed to do? Get the Aquabats? Uh, like, we're going to barge right into headquarters. Uh, listen, fellas. Oh, it's Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew from the hit series Love Line. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, boys. Uh, listen, uh, I hate to break up the meeting, but um, <clears throat> here's my agenda for the week. Are you kidding? 
We've spoken to them all. I tell the MTV people, um, hey, can we have Bobcat on as a guest? Sit down, shut up. Those aren't even the MTV people. Oh, those are our people. Those are our people. You never never speak to MTV people. No, I don't. No, no, I always hear the MTV people uh, who, uh, they said we we couldn't have it. Oh, that's right. Oh, and they can kiss my ass because then when they lost the guest, they begged me to have Bobcat on the show and he turns out to be a a great guest. Oh, Bobcat Don't you love those moments, though? He uh, hates them because there are too many of them. No, I I do. And, no, and, but when you prove you know that they're wrong. Yeah, I said to uh, I said to the MTV folk or or whoever produces uh, Love Line the TV show or whoever. I said, uh, hey, uh, I can get Bobcat Goldthwait in here. He's uh, he's a buddy of mine. Always funny on the radio show. He'll be more than happy to come in and uh, be a guest. Uh, we talked to the MTV people. Bob's a little out of the demo. Uh, we're not going to have him. Uh, really? He's a good guy. He's a friend of mine. He's always funny on the show. He's a good guest. No, we're going to get the guy who drives a van from Road Rules in here. Well, uh, I don't know. Bobcat knows the show. He knows me and Drew. He's a funny guy. We should really have him on. No. Uh, and that'll be enough of that discussion. Yeah. No. Then, then uh, two weeks later, uh, Spice Girls canceled. Um, Adam, you think you get Bobcat in here? Uh, okay. Bobcat we, we... comes on. Um, hey, Adam, boy, that Bobcat show, that was the best show we've done so far. Now, everyone can kiss my ass. And, uh, going out? Don't think, Ann, that I don't waller in that. Uh, uh, oh, you're, I know. You're right. I mean, I ran into that a lot with them. Uh, oh, please. And it was very... Oh, the genius. Did you see the show when the Spice Girls stormed out? Were you there that day? No, I missed that one. Oh, yeah. Well, they, they never made it on. They never made it on. Well, they were no. back there... Prepared to go on and then stormed out. Yeah, a little skanky in person, I got to tell you. Boy, what a really? Thing. I wouldn't have thought. Well, they look like such a no. I'm clean, just I'm just saying. Um, I don't know what kind of lenses they're using or what kind of uh, makeup and hair people they got, but uh, see them uh, seeing them strutting around backstage is a little. Um, it's, it's not quite as exciting. All right. Anyway, <laughs> Anna's so pleased. We yeah. go wallowing. Oh yeah, you could be one of the Spice Girls. No problem, man. I mean. You know they're no, they're not better looking than you. Producer you know what I'm Whatever. saying. Whatever, producer spice. <laughs> <laughs> you could produce spice. I could produce gas. Mandy. Right. Mandy. Hi. What's Hi. going on? You're 22. Yes. Um, well, I was in a relationship for about two years, and um, the entire time we were together, he maintained that he was sterile. But I stayed on birth control because I'm responsible. You're smart. And, yes. Um, my doctor took me off birth control because it was giving me real severe headaches. Um, you got when, pregnant. Yes, I did. Uh, and um, I had no reason not to believe him. He'd never lied to me before that I knew what of. What was he basing his sterility on? Um, that he had been, he was born with a genital defect, uh, that his urethra was collapsed. Yeah, so what? He had to have surgery when he was like five years old. So what? So right. that was what he told me. That has nothing to do with with. Well, fertility. at that time I didn't know that. Why doesn't he know that? I don't know. He's an idiot. That's like saying um, uh, I burnt one of my nostrils with a uh, cigarette so I can no longer produce snot. <laughs> right. That's exactly what it is. It oh, is? That's moot point, basically. Because Yes, it's done. So I got pregnant, and he uh, found out about it about eight weeks, and he said, have an abortion. And I said, no. <laughs> and he deserted me. Um, took off. We got in a fight one night, and that was it. He was gone. Um, but his parents stuck by me through the whole pregnancy because they wanted to be involved with their grandchild. Wow. Came to the sonogram, oh. were involved with my parents. Oh, my kid ever did something like that. Um, oh, true, you'd put such a whooping on that uh, kid. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'd help you. It was really bad. Um, and then I had the baby. And So uh, what, is he, what was he doing? Not speaking to his parents either? Um, basically, yeah. He just kind of 
they want to support me, but when it comes to their child, they kind of have the ostrich head under the ground. They don't see it. It doesn't happen with their children. Why is that? What is that? Well, what do you mean? You mean... They just, he lived in the same house with them, and they basically never discussed it. So, like, um, honey, we're going off to see the ultrasound uh, of your kid. Uh, basically, yeah. Are they my afraid son, of him? My son's ultrasound picture sat on their fireplace mantle for six months. Are they afraid of him? Um, no, they're not afraid of him. They just, they're not assertive with their children. Oh, my God. At all. Um, I they're, got not even, they're not even parents, it sounds like. I, you know, they basically aren't. They, they let... They're, I mean, they're good people, but they just, they let their children run all over them. Is this one of the, their buddy kind of thing? They're going to be the kids' buddies? No, no, they're not. They're, it's just that they just don't discipline. They, I don't really, I'm not familiar with their entire history. I've only known them a few years. Yeah. But well, it's no wonder they, they um, produce such a spineless uh, uh, dweeb. Well, uh, I know. I don't think I've ever used that word. Well, unfortunately, my son's carrying half of his genetics, so I have to try and... Right, I have the dominant genes, though. Yeah, <laughs> that, um, that's, uh, that's nurture. That ain't nature. Exactly. Um, but basically, I had the baby, and I didn't hear from them. They didn't know how to approach me um, because they were afraid now the baby was there, what it, their son would do and all this. So I am not a spineless, laid-down kind of girl. So when he was three weeks old, I showed up on their front door and said, this is your grandchild. Are you going to be involved or not? And they By were, the way, that's that's a little more than just being not spineless. Well, I'm. You got like extra vertebra. Yes, that's I do. Like yes. Spine with spine and chaos thrown in. Well, I, I I'm as close to testicles as you can come with being female. Spineless, mouthless. <laughs> uh oh, Drew's gambling. Well, they've been. Hold on a second, Mandy. Okay. Drew's gone for the wallet. All right. For the wallet. Yeah, we're oh. gambling on you. Oh, okay. Hold on. It's because you know, uh, uh, being gambled on, being the subject of our gambling on Loveline is a, a bit of a sort of uh, retarded compliment now. Yeah. It's uh, like making the jeers section of the TV guide or something. It's, it's, uh, it's dubious, but uh, there's, a certain, uh, there's a certain thrill, I think, for some of our listeners. All right, I'm down to change. Put it down there. <laughs> I got four. tired of giving you money. All right, that's uh, the rest of that granola bar. All right. All right. Jesus, where's my wallet? You bet first. Yeah, it's fine. It's, it's, it's a ball buster, this uh, yeah. Mandy. Um, uh, very assertive. Uh, More than assertive. Okay, I'm being nice. Um, That's not assertive, by the way. Had to fight. Uh, ooh, big family. Maybe a couple of brothers. Good one. Ooh, very nice. A um, couple of brothers. Uh, dad, uh, dad was a little uh, not around. Distant. Um, nah, I'm just going with uh, absent dad because uh, her dad is absent. I mean, her child's dad is absent. And uh, a couple of brothers had to, uh, you know, make her own way. Why didn't I go first? Yeah, it's pretty solid. Yeah. Mm. Oh. Uh. Well, really, that was yours, huh? Yeah. All right. Uh. <laughs> this is the world's worst radio. It's true. Uh. All right. Uh, she was uh, uh, mother and dad fought all the time, and dad eventually left, and uh, she got uh, sexual abuse when she was twelve. Oh, sexual abuse. Was twelve. Okay. L- l- just just pre-puberty. Pre-puberty. Just pre. Mandy. Uh huh. Okay. What's uh, what's your childhood like? Um. Well, I have no brothers. <sighs> My parents were divorced, but they were both completely involved. Um. I was never sexually abused. My aggressiveness comes from the fact that my father was a professional hockey player, perhaps. Oh. But I have there. I had a completely happy, as normal as a divorced 
child for, or from divorced parents can be, but I had a completely normal... Now, let me, let me just test what, what I had said here. Now, I said you saw your parents fighting all the time. No, not really. Okay. They, they, didn't, they didn't believe in bringing their fights in front of us. But you knew they were having fights? Vaguely. I okay. mean, I okay. didn't understand a lot of it until there was actually the actual divorce, divorce happening. Okay. Did you ever see your dad, like, uh, hip-check your mom into the glass? <laughs> No, and, no, I didn't. And you, how were you be, when you became sexually I'm picturing active? up against like a sliding glass uh, door and Dad uh, checking her into it and then uh, throwing the gloves off and working her. How old were you when Dad left? Um, seven. And how old were you when you became sexually active? Seventeen. Okay. All well, right. We're wrong. Well, it's a draw. <laughs> all right, man. You're, you're screwed you up got, all on just, your own. Just Congratulations. Got the dad, the dad, <laughs> no, the dad's the model for the, for the behaviors. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, all by myself, this happened. Um, so basically, what has happened now that I've had the baby, um, he's going on seven months old. Um, his mother, I went back to work after he was about um, 11 weeks, and I didn't want to put him in daycare. His mother has a couple of kids she takes care of during the day. She runs kind of a home daycare. She's licensed and everything. She offered to take care of her grandson um, free of charge and everything. I mean, I'm a single mom, and I jumped at it. I don't want to put him in daycare. And they're, they're really good grandparents. I don't ever worry about all right, all right. there. Yeah. Um, but as long as... And, and, and so he kind of... What can we do for you? Okay. He ignored the baby for yeah. a while. Okay. You don't, you don't Listen, want him back. He's an idiot. Yeah. Forget no, him. No, I don't want him back. That's not my point. He tries to make physical advances at me now every once in a while. And as long as, as I don't disrupt the apple cart and I'm nice to him and I don't bring up the fact that he deserted me and treated me like crap for months and months and months, He'll pay attention to the baby. The minute things go wrong, he'll walk in the room and pretend the baby's not even alive. All right, mm. listen. Here's what you do. You tell him uh, you're immature, you're mired in your own crap, and uh, meanwhile, um, um, enjoy your kid. Uh, your ki this is going to be the last time you're going to see your kid be without the kid resenting the hell out of you. And you'll live with that with the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. These are years you can never get back. But you want to be an immature little baby, uh, so be it. And, and don't uh, I? I don't think you need this guy I in your life I, or your kid's I would life. I really his don't. His family of origin too to help you. I mean, they, they should be able to apply some pressure. This guy, although they've never been affected before, at least the group could apply pressure. Yeah, uh, but, uh, guys are so pathetic sometimes. Isn't true? Yeah. How pathetic! You, you got your own kid around and you're using him as a uh, sort of um, you're you're the using bargaining him as chip. a bargaining chip. Yeah. Uh, you're nice to me. I'll be nice to the kid. Yeah. Uh, you want me to open up the kid? Uh, how about a blowjob? Yeah. Christ's sake, your kid. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, speaking of kids, by the way, uh, one of my, my best friend that I grew up with just had a kid. Uh. And uh, he called and said, uh, you got to come over and watch the video. It's amazing. Oh. <laughs> and I thought, uh, uh, pardon me, i got to whack off later. I, I don't need to see this. This, gonna, this, gonna, this could knock me hours off my schedule. And uh, then another guy called me today who was doing some work in my house, uh, Scott from the TV show. Yeah. You know Scott. Yeah. He doesn't like it when I call him the, the guy who gets me a Pepsi. <laughs> but um, he calls and goes, hey, uh, dude, I won't be over for uh, a little while. I'm going up to Humboldt. I'm going to be hanging with my sister. She's having a baby. And i got to video it. Oh, his sister. Oh. <laughs> Listen, I walk by and, like, my sister's in the shower or something. I see, like, her uh, foggy reflection through the curtain. And it's like I have to go, you know, I have to, you know, I'm, I'm running. I'm, like, you know, heaving out in the bushes. I mean, I, could you imagine being in the room with uh, your, your, uh, your sister, the legs akimbo, and you're holding the hold still with the camera. I mean, are you kidding Kid me? Crowning. Oh no, no. I'm going back. I'm I'm doing it the way Fred McMurray uh, did it. I'm uh, passing cigars. out cigars, yeah, yeah. Uh, sitting in a. 
Okay, it's going to break. Come on, let's go. Videotape my sister. I'm giving birth. Are you kidding me? All right, we'll be back. Hello, is this Lovelight? I have a problem with my stool. Hello, Loveline. I have a problem with you. Too. The phone number for Loveline is 1-800-LOVE-191. Uh-oh, I gotta go. Loveline, I'll be right back. Hi, it's Heather McDonald. Please join me for my podcast, Juicy Scoop with Heather McDonald, because you know how much I love a Juicy Scoop. Besides talking about the hottest topics that intrigue me, I am also going to have great guests join me. Shannon Bedore on The Real Housewives of OC, telling us everything about what is going on with her life, as well as hilarious Chris Frangiola, who is my co-worker and good friend from Chelsea Lately. So please join us. Download a new episode every Thursday at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com. Yeah. Well, look at Ann and the engineer Mike are falling in love in there. All right. Uh, She's been getting closer and closer to him as the uh, as the months wear on here. Let's <laughs> nice. get out of here. All right, that's enough. All right, I want to thank uh, the beautiful Lisa, the lovely Sherry, of course, uh, the angular one, producer Ann, for putting her feminine stink all over the show. And who could forget? You forgot? That? Yeah. Oh. Uh, Engineer Mike. That's oh. right. The uh, one nut wonder for doing a wonderful job. Again, uh, DB Sweeney. The great actor and John Legazamo, who's a real nice guy and a real good performer, too, by the way, will be in here tomorrow night. So until then, this is Sam Crowley for Dr. Drew saying mahalo. This has been Loveline. The opinions expressed herein are certainly opinions, that's for sure. If you'd like a written transcript of today's program, you probably should have written it down yourself. And if you did, we'd like a copy. Loveline producer Ann Wilkins. This broadcast was copyright 1997 Westwood One Entertainment. This music is MXPX on Tooth and Nail Records. Good, Obo. Obo, stop dragging your butt across the carpet. <laughs> This concludes another PodcastOne.com program.